people just listening to that song full blast getting really high and drunk <laughs> uh obviously that song's for richie eisler and the the opening the opening grind um pretty much just for richie eisler and the the whole uh the whole thing with the video, I've been following it like crazy and uh, I don't know, that's like the perfect song. Plus I watched a really funny video um, on that M that mountain bike site in the list of videos where Richie's was. There was a video of a skier overshooting a jump and then it just, it kept playing it in slow motion over and over and over again to that song and it's amazing like... Right now, I was listening to that song, and like you know, it's a dark, quiet house, and there's a candle going, and uh, you can click into kind of like the emotion of the song. But then, when it's to a skier overshooting a jump in in slow motion over and over and over again, um, there's something about that repetition and the comedy of a, a normal, like emotional song <laughs> that uh, just takes things to a new level. If you need a good laugh find that video. I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but it's on the mountain bike site where there's all the links of like the weekend warm-up. Anyways, um, uh, this is the return to podcasting. I'm, I'm so, uh, immensely scatterbrained. So I'm going to jump around probably even more than usual. Um, I'm not, I haven't been drinking, not even for that long. It's supposed to go from uh, November 5th to December 5th. And what is it today? Oh, actually, I've gone a decent, almost three weeks. And uh, not that I'm saying alcohol's a crutch to not be scatterbrained, but I just find that, um, you know, winter and not drinking and not being able to skate. There's a reason there hasn't been a lot of podcasts. It's... Uh, motivation in Canada. It, you know, you wake up and it's dark and it's cold and there's snow outside and you go to work and you get off 
and it's dark and it's cold and there's snow inside so it's it's a very internal time which you know might lend itself to why Canadian skaters might be a different breed not that there isn't winter in other areas but I, there's just Canadians are different and there's something about that internal thinkiness uh, for skating that happens over winter. Um, our indoor skate park closed down uh, unsurprisingly, so I, I didn't use it very much. Not that when an indoor skate park opens up, it's not even, it's not that it's not rollerblade friendly. In their marketing and everything, I guess there's not a lot of rollerbladers here, but I've just never found indoor skate parks to be somewhere where I want to even use skates. I can see like maybe BMX and skateboards and stuff, but they're always slippery and they're fucking loud and echoey. I've, I've never been a fan, but uh, like I would probably have more fun on like a velo velodrome or whatever they're called, where you ride a bike in a circle for a long period of time. For winter skating, that's kind of more what I would want to do than a skate. I do like um, really shitty uh, like gyms, like church, uh, gyms and stuff. So maybe, maybe we can get Calvary back up and running like a crappy grind box or some cones or something. But you know, um, there were some skateboarders and they got caught, uh, smoking marijuana apparently. And Calvary no longer supported uh, having people use the gym facility as a safe place uh, outside from the cold to practice their activities. Uh, so the moral of that story is don't smoke marijuana. Um, the winter is, it's like a challenge against yourself. You know that if you go outside and do something, it's going to suck for the first maybe hour until you get warm. Uh, simple little things like you need an extra 15 minutes or half an hour before work because you have to defrost your car or scrape frost off of it. Uh, eventually, I'll get to have a car in the garage again, which is a big thing. Having a garage where your car doesn't have frost on, there's something just, it's such a test on the brain to uh, scrape frost off of a car and you kind of don't want to go to work to begin with and it just starts getting light outside. The whole idea of daylight savings seems kind of old fashioned. It's a, it should go the other way where we have, like isn't it based off of farming? Anyways, like I said, scatterbrained, you know? So one thing that is really important about wintertime for me is I've always liked to film for projects up until kind of um, late October. Sometimes early November you can luck out with weather, but it starts to get really cold. And you can, you can take everything that you've learned from your kind of like season quote unquote of skating, which is kind of like uh, March up until October. And it's interesting because I find that 
filming for projects or skating, you kind of feel like you suck at skating for March, April, May, and then June, some good stuff starts to happen because you start getting into a flow, um, and you're, you've been using your skates a lot. And then July, August, September, October, especially traditionally, sept like August and September, and if you do stuff in October, if you go skating or if you go working on a project or filming stuff, you're just in this flow um, of a very specific time in your life where you've been thinking of skating a certain way and you've been having things you've wanted to do. So I've always liked to bring it back to what I was saying. I always like working on projects from kind of having things to work on over the winter. That's always how I've done video editing in the past in the past and it's a great time to edit because you don't have skating to distract you but you still want to be thinking about skating and discussing it and experiencing it. So what better way to have all of this these recorded memories and movements and then you you mix it all up in the timeline and start going through it and taking notes. I fucking love that process. Unfortunately, I love it so much that I finished the new project too quick because I was planning on doing the Big Wheels video kind of over the first bit of winter to tide me over until I'm at, like not in limbo anymore and I'm it, the plan was to finish the video and then move into a new the new place and go to Mexico and then start with like a clean slate of where I want to go and what I want. But now there's, I finished that video and even like the how-tos, I had all these things that I wanted to kind of save to work over the winter. And now I don't really have a lot to work on. And the things that I can work on, there's like tapes and things that are in storage that I need access to. So that's won't be until I move into the new place, which would be like a month away. So, um, I'm in this weird place where I'm thinking a lot about skating, but I don't have, um, projects to work on that are skating related. And I can't talk about skating that much with people I work with. I can't talk much with skating about skating with, with Lacey. So it's just kind of stuck in my head. So unfortunately, I just go on a blitzkrieg of uh, posting shit on Facebook and texting Todd and Leon or, or emailing them a lot. And so I'm glad I'm recording this podcast because uh, it's 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 uh, like being stuck in a spider web of of skating, and he, and the 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 skating spider is coming, and you can't get off the web. Maybe that wasn't the best explanation. I'll have a better explanation for... I mean, come on, I haven't done this in a while, so just bear with me here. Mm. But mind skating was what I was getting to. So editing videos and writing about skating and thinking about skating. I, I love mind skating, and I think Kevin Yee may have talked about it before. I hope to get him on the podcast again. Maybe we can talk about it, but you think about skating and you start getting kind of like little flashes of trick ideas that you want to do or maybe projects that you want to do or I love that feeling. Um, Matthew Ledoux talked to, about it one time um, in that in that parkour interview where he said, or maybe it was his uh, 
I think it was his revolution on the spot. And they talked about how do you get your trick ideas? And he said it in a really simple way. I probably won't do it the exact way, but he says he, he just gets a feeling or a, he sees something in his, in his mind and he gets the urge to do it. And it was probably one of the best explanations of, of how the creative process can work. At least that's what I really clicked with me because, um, I know it's eye rolly to say, but like in, in yoga, there's like a, there's quiet parts where it feels like you're not thinking of anything. And that's, it doesn't have to be yoga. It could even just be like, you can just be lying in bed and you're about to go to sleep and you get like a quick flash of a trick idea or uh, peeing, like driving a car. You can just get those little flashes of like, oh, I should do this. And you see a trick because I got one uh, just recently that I'm pretty sure with the right stair set, I could do um, cross leg stair rides, but swiveling. Um, and I mean, there's those, those ideas that you get where you think of them in your head and then you put your skates on and you're like, Oh, I was, uh, I was way off in, in thinking I could do that. But that was the first, I, I got my first flash was the point. Um, and I got a couple flashes on like what I want to do for future projects and things. So my, my mind skating season has just started. Unfortunately, it goes for, uh, November. We're almost into December. So December, January, February, uh, that's not too long. March is usually pretty shitty. So April's kind of like the end of the mind skating season and, and the start of the season where your mind and your feet have to meet each other and be like, okay, well, uh, let's do this again. <laughs> and, uh, a lot of stuff that like a lot of my sessions and, uh, trying to film for things, if we're starting to film for things, a lot of stuff just doesn't get used in that first little bit because you're taking everything that you kind of thought about over the winter and you're trying to apply it, but you're just not skating enough at first to get into that kind of flow. So in my mind, <laughs> no pun intended, in my mind, that could be something about Canadian rollerblading is those winter times spent inside uh, talking about skating thinking about skating, watching skating, dreaming about skating. Uh, there's something to be said about you're still practicing it in some strange way. Uh, with rollerblading, it's weird because it's something that you can really suck at if you haven't done it in a while. And I know that can turn people off, but that's part of the process year after year of, of getting back into it. So mind skating it's great you can do it for free you can do it anywhere you can like do it at work you can do it while uh, driving it's hard to do but you can get little flashes of it um i love it it's great i just got to get my phone for a sec here yeah so mind skating um i i have been obsessed with uh drinking coffee and using technology too much those are bad drugs to combine there, the rabbit hole goes so deep sometimes where you know you don't even want 
to be browsing the internet anymore, super caffeinated, but it just happens. It happens to all of us. It's to the point where, like, I do a little bit of activity lately, but I haven't gone into the groove, especially the place that I'm living. It's not a good location for places that I like to go to do activities. Um, so I'm starting to get this, like, turtle head thing from looking down at my phone too much, where I need to, like, consciously push my head kind of back and, and remind my shoulders not to go inward. I, it's scary. I don't want to turn into a turtle. <laughs> um, uh, something about, there's the, I wonder, a little bit of a nose whistle, and I'm going to be, I'm going to smack, I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a lip smacker, I'm drinking some yerba mate, so hopefully my speech uh, speed isn't too quick. Um, in these scatterbrained times, it feels good to talk to yourself, because I imagine trying to have a conversation, I just go too fast sometimes. So I just have to, it, it's therapeutic to just speak to nothing. But it's still something at the same time. Oh, fuck. Spilled. Um, mind skating and winter time in, in Canada or wherever if you have winter, it's like the experience of being injured where you learn a lot about your mind and that it's a mental game that you know skating isn't that important and you know it's okay I mean it's not okay to get fat but you know it's okay you know you're not supposed to be too hard on yourself and you know that it will be sunny and summery again but it feels like it's really far away just like when you're injured it feels like you're not gonna get any better and it feels like it's gonna be so far it's like when you're sick I heard of this on a podcast it's like when you're sick you know it's only gonna last for like a week or whatever sometimes two weeks if you know the colds trail off and you forget what it feels like to feel better and then when you feel better you just appreciate it that much more I think that combined with the mind skating is powerful and I don't I don't like I, I haven't had a deep injury experience it only lasted for three months or something for me but that's still a long time that's kind of like almost like a winter and it was it was during kind of a nice part of the skating season for me where I got injured. I can only imagine, okay, there's this thing. People get way better at skating after injuries because of the time spent off. A lot of the time they do. I mean, there's some injuries where people don't come back, but Richie's a really good example. He's had like a few different injuries and he comes back and he just gets better. I swear, he, like if, he's probably so good at mind skating. So good at mind skating. And I know I talked a little bit about his edit at the start, but I feel like um, it's not gonna do it any justice to talk about the Richie edit until uh, the next podcast on Friday, which is gonna be Frank Stoner.
I think having a conversation with another rollerblader about this Richie edit is it's way more important than just hearing me talk about it. But I just do want to say the reason I've been so obsessed with uh, posting things about it and and following it is that it's the first video of its kind that spread this way and I'm so interested in reading all of the uh, kind of outside objective points of view and the way people use words to describe skating and the one thing that I posted on, on Reddit. I love the the cultural reference points. That's what I call them. I don't know if that's the right term, but what what it reminds people of or what they like to say where it was, you know, uh, Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio, Sonic Adventure 2, Airborne, Brink. I love, I love that stuff to know that rollerblading has been out of the public for so long, but it hasn't to us. But when it does come back to people who haven't seen it, it's so interesting. And um, I said to Dana in a message that it's kind of interesting that rollerblading boomed when I got into it was 92, 93, 94, when it was just all over North America, it was booming. And you think about that, it's been like a 20 year cycle kind of, and not that rollerblading will ever blow, but if you look at a cycle of time, I don't know, 20 years, there's something nice and round sounding about that. I don't know what that is. I'm no, I'm no scientist. I can't take a Bunsen burner and, <laughs> uh, what else have I got here? Um, so I, I met briefly with Todd today for lunch. There was no podcasting. Uh, there was no skating. It was fucking winter, and it w we were both working. And uh, and like I said, you can't talk about skating much with your with just with your workmates or with your girlfriend or your wife. Um, it just it's a language, or sometimes it's a speed of speech of bouncing ideas. Um, so I was I was obsessed with this idea when I was talking to him that and I couldn't get it out right completely and I've been trying to find links to post again that's why I obsessively post on Facebook I just need to get stuff out somehow if I have no skating projects to work on and I can't skate and I can't talk about it I'm going to somebody's gonna have to read something or listen to something skating related whether they like it or not it's just it's just it's just energy that it's just got to get out you know i i mean i have so many ideas <laughs> um mm. yeah the point that i kept kind of talking about and i can't pinpoint what it is yet so i'm gonna try and work it out here there was that snowboarding article that <clears throat> Warren Ray maybe posted. I can't remember who sent it. I'll have to look. The snowboarding article that the headline was snowboarding movies are killing snowboarding. And it was so fucking interesting. And it still stuck with me completely. 
and I've been doing like weird little uh, Google searches about um, the action sports industry and the decline of sales of snowboards and um, interesting shit like DC. I didn't know DC dropped their BMX program um, this year in March, I think, and I just I forget that that my experience of skating is still pretty pure for the most part like mushroom blading is all done for free I mean there's people that donate and stuff and uh, we've got free skates once in a while over the years but there's no like we work regular jobs and we have pretty normal lives but I forget that there's entire industries that made so much money especially in the early 2000s before I can't talk lots about the economy but I just know that there was more money being thrown around in the early 2000s and now the year is 2013 and a lot of things have changed and I didn't even know snowboarding was on the decline but it's also due to crappy winters but just the, the simple little things of like I read things but yeah the DC dropping their BMX team like can you imagine being a pro BMXer and getting checks from DC and that's your job and you just you you're cushy and you don't really have to think too much I mean if you were smart you would have some education or some kind of thing that you could do as a career if that ever fell through but as as being into something bizarre like rollerblading we don't even have to worry about that and we don't even, I think a lot of people hopefully are smart enough to know now that there is no financial goal within skating, but everybody keeps doing it. I mean, I'm sure there's a few people who make just enough to make a living. Um, I was, we were talking about that too. Like, I, I wonder um, what, like, if Richie does, Richie, someone like Richie doesn't have to work, if if he's able to live, if he has to live frugal, or if he's able to live fairly comfortably, I don't know. Um, but at least it's still not that like crazy corporate money that you would get from like a snowboard company that was just booming in the early two thousands. So, anyways, my point that I was trying to get across today, talking to Todd, was. I feel like all action sports, which is a stupid term to begin with, are not going to be as big as they as they were in their as their initial boom was. And and to be interested in something as strange as rollerblading, it's in such a good position where and I'm not talking about it blowing up or anything like that. I'm just from a health perspective that that it it did have a shitload of money and and died pretty much completely not in terms of who does it because i the, i grew up with it and i didn't stop doing it from the early 1990s until now i'm still doing it and lots of people are and that's amazing um lots of people who grew up with getting paid and making a living off of skating stop doing it because 
they had to go and work jobs or whatever, and they stopped skating. And it, that's fucking so... Uh, it's understandable, but it's so weird to think of if that was my experience. I, I don't think, like... I don't think I would make videos and do this podcast and... I have a really healthy relationship with skating. So, uh, this action sports thing, there's this idea that that I don't think there should be giant industries around these activities. And I think that participation is probably shrinking and that kids of the future are going to be into a bunch of different things and the idea of like being part of one cult doesn't it just doesn't seem forward thinking and it doesn't fit the way the world works with the internet and having access to so many different videos and everything and then the reason that snowboarding article snowboarding movies are killing snowboarding or are snowboarding movies killing snowboarding the reason it was so interesting is because people like within each of the little cults they're just making videos for each other to say oh yeah that video was good really you sit down your wife or your girlfriend or your parents or whatever to try and get them to sit through a whole video of whatever activity you're into they're going to be so bored within the first, like, they'll get it within the first three minutes or whatever. It's so weird to think that <coughs> the way the marketing and everything and videos were made for these things, they're just making stuff for each other, and it's not even, like, I don't even understand why. There's some cool stuff, I guess, with skiing and snowboarding. You see some crossovers now that it's just, there's filmmakers quote-unquote that include both activities but I just think it's so funny that there's exclusive clubs um now I just I don't get see it's it's so hard to articulate let me try and think of an easy way to put it I mean it's not going to be out of the question for someone to be into uh skiing and maybe play a sport and be into music and uh, maybe ride a scooter random like who fucking knows the generation of kids coming up they're not their idea of like cool and being part of a specific cult it, it they're just they're just gonna be sponges for all different types of information and, and videos and whatever and I just think it's I mean, I was part of, I was, I believed in skating. I believed in it. And I still have old wounds um, based on my dedication to the cult. And now I just see if I could talk to myself at, at 21 and maybe or 19 or whatever and get him to like use rec skates and maybe skateboard once in a while and try and uh, like ski and uh, maybe play drop in hockey and I 
I think it hurts the world if we're so into something that we're not open to other things. And I think the next generation of kids are going to be really good at that. But the idea of like, uh, of super industries that, that certain activities are so cool. See, again, this is so hard to explain. Just the idea of, of, of snowboarding declining it was so was so interesting to me because I, th- I still thought snowboarding was huge um, and and there was an article about like how Burton designed uh, this special th- uh, harness thing to get really young kids into snowboarding and uh, there was like this this desperate sounding thing of we need new blood in the sport and it sounded it reminded me of like that corny thing sometimes that you hear in rollerblading about getting new people into the sport. And it's so weird. You can't force something like that. Um, it's, it's almost creepy to think of like trying to force someone to, to like an activity. They're going to like it or not on their own. I, I just think people are getting smarter about, being marketed to and they don't want they don't like how I'm saying watching a video with your girlfriend or your parents or whatever they don't care about the technicalities of the sport or it it is it can be impressive to see someone go big or whatever but like stories about human beings that you can connect with that you want to follow them and you want to see them do their activity and you can see some of yourself in them that's where it's going and again it's so hard to like pinpoint the point that I'm trying to say but I just feel like the idea of action sports is kind of over in a way it's maximized whatever it tried to be and it'll it's only going to get less now and and it's going to evolve into something different i could be completely wrong but it's weird it's just this feeling that i have um and i think at the core of it is if all of these activities had more of a sense of humor that what it what we're all interested in is basically pointless. Um, I think that would draw more participants across everything. The goal should not be to look cool. And that's... It's so weird. Like, uh, I was trying to say... I'm guilty of this. I, you know... I post rollerblading sections that I think are impressive and it's pretty much just posting to other rollerbladers but there's something about it would be cool if there's more things that we could post that could bring in a conversation from everybody else instead of just rollerbladers and that's why 
um, I've been kind of obsessed with following the Richie thing because obviously it was the rail grind was the hook. I, I always talk about the hook at my work about like that opener line or opener shot or whatever. And uh, it was cool to think of like a 20 year cycle of skating. There was the mad beef long rail slide and then in 2013, there's the Richie long rail slide. And, and it did kind of have a feeling of rollerblading returning, especially to the general public. Um, and he was smiling and laughing and having a good time. And that's infectious. And you don't see that a lot in, in action sports stuff because people have a, a career. They got to get clips. Uh, they're, they want to represent the brand and the sport. I hope something of value... I hope you kind of get my point. I hope so. You know, you look at those old ski films, like the... Um, uh, Greg Stump, Blizzard of Oz. People just sincerely enjoyed the activity and did not give a fuck. Like, cool? I don't even know if cool existed. It was just... Sincere, just having a good time. And I think that's where it's people wanted to go back there but we just have these it's 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 like from a marketing perspective instead of a human perspective and i can't wait to see the shift because there's going to be no shortage of people making ooh and ah videos with ooh big tricks those will always have their place but the things that people connect with are like this is a a human that seems likable and I kind of want to follow them and I want to see what they're doing. Anyways, I'll cut it off at that. Um, <sighs> still hanging on to the dream. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> one, one thing, I'm really hoping to get Richie on the podcast and I have a piece of advice for him after this video. I think he should retire from from skating and making videos he's achieved pretty much everything that you would ever want to do with making trick skating videos and i i feel like he could take it further now he conquered he did he did it he did it <laughs> it sounds cheesy but he did he did it in my world he did it Chris Farmer didn't. He might need... He should move to Canada and have a winter, do some mind skating. Oh, actually, no, he's from Minnesota. He probably knows all about mind skating. Anyways. Um, joke skating is my favorite kind of skating. I find that if I really was to break down my favorite kind of skating it's you're not sure if you're serious or joking um, but you are joking but you're really serious about doing the thing and it could come off as funny but it's impressive at the same time because it looked like it took skill to do if I could skate like that all the time for the rest of my life that 
that's what I aspire to do with my skating. It's like one big giant question mark as to whether it's a joke or it's serious because it's so serious that it's a joke or that it's such a joke that was done so seriously that it's confusing. I hope that made sense. Um, I have a, I have to admit something. I don't know if I've talked about this before. It's a big confession. Um, I, Kevin Dowling said, you know, when he did work for certain bands, he, as a photographer, he almost had to convince himself that he liked the music, even if he didn't. That was me watching rollerblading videos most of the time, probably since the early 2000s. And there were classics that I'll always reference. Like, the Mind Game videos obviously are great. The Apple videos are great. Um, USD Tour video I still like, although now that I'm older, I, it, the, there's some things that I probably don't connect with. Hoax 2 is like a masterpiece. Obviously, there's a lot of like the old, old videos that are great because maybe it's the memories that I have. There's still something so great about the early videos but I consistently watched videos where I was trying to convince myself that no but I'm into rollerblading and this these are rollerblading videos I I'm supposed to be enjoying this and and like there may have been a couple tricks or movements here and there like a couple odd things in like an hour-long video that I may have connected with but I remember we're just watching hours and hours and hours of skate videos and ordering every fucking video and just not being into it but not admitting it too much like I always I would complain about videos and I was very specific in my taste I didn't know though that I was watching that maybe I wasn't into skating like I thought or how do I say that I didn't know that maybe I was, maybe the kind of video that I wanted to see either wasn't being made or maybe, probably the, just that I didn't fit into what skating was. And But there was no other place to go really because I did like using rec skates and speed skates and stuff. Like I did eventually get into that, but I I, I didn't actively look up like, free ride videos or cone skating videos because those videos I free ride is like the Greg Mizoram videos it's closer to what I've what I see um and but cone skating sometimes is just as um what's that word just as where you feel like you're separate from it um just as fuck it'll come to me jeez okay don't Google it, just as alienating. Oh, yes. Cone skating videos are... It's really important to try and use the file folders in your brain instead of in your phone or on your computer. It's a good rule to have in a road trip um, to not Google, like, an actor's name or something because you fucking know it's there. You know it's in your head, and you know you can make it with the right amount of associations or if you let the conversation go for a little bit longer. Don't look at your phone because it's in there. You can do it. I just did it. 
It took me a while, but alienating. I, I got it. I got it. Cone skating videos can be just as alienating to me as aggressive skating videos. But I just need to say that I genuinely don't like a lot of the rollerblading videos that I bought over the years and didn't connect with them because they didn't make me want to skate. They actually made me feel like I sucked at skating in that um, it was showing me how good everyone else was. Um, so I don't know what that's about. I could be alone, I don't know. Remember it was, uh, I wrote a couple reviews for one magazine um, and Justin asked me to, to do another one and when he asked me like he he told me like what the options were to review and I just I realized that like I don't even want to watch the videos or write reviews because I don't like most skate videos now is great though with the internet there's still so much crap but there's good stuff. There's still good stuff. But I gotta say, the stuff that I connect with, and this is where it went wrong, is that, and the cult, this is where the cult thing happens, is I, you know, I was so dedicated to the cult that I felt like I had to order all the videos just in case there was that one section that would really connect with me and inspire me. And then I just realized later on that it's like, just take influence from everywhere everywhere and I found the closest thing that I've seen to what I connect with um, it's everything from like I really like Riff Raff and I really like uh, Bill Murray and I really like Gumiagi and Mark Gonzalez and there's a thing where it's it doesn't matter what they're doing it could be anything that they're doing and they kind of uh, transcend or float above any specific label that you could put on it and it just seems like they're creative all the time and they don't really like to they would never want to call themselves artists or anything they just have a really good way of communicating things that are difficult to put into words but you know you like what they do and I didn't I saw that a bit in rollerblading there are some people who are able to f do flashes of that but from what I connect with especially like the more the funny side or that confusing thing that I was talking about where you can't tell if someone's serious or joking even I can't myself sometimes um that's what it is so yeah i pretended to like rollerblading because i just should have said something should have stood up and said listen i can't watch rollerblading videos anymore i just i'm trying to pret i'm trying to tell myself that i'm into this but i'm really not and now i'm just kind of i'm in a good place i'm looking back and I, I think it's important to know what you don't like to enhance what you do like. Or so the things that you do like are more clear. Um, 
right? Just like mind skating or being sick. You, to appreciate the good, you have to go through this weird thinky period of asking lots of questions internally like, what? Why? I should be excited about this video, but I just... something's not right. Which brings me to uh, carbon skates. You know, I... I don't know if I like carbon skates. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. But I haven't had any luck. I, I think that me personally, um, I could maybe do a little bit of carbon, but um, so far, carbon, I think, would be really good for ice skates in terms of how quick they respond, but something about carbon skates don't, they don't work with skates for me yet. But they also require a long break in time, so, and it's winter, so I can't really say yet. But I do know so far, I really prefer plastic skates. And, like I said, I posted it. I prefer people skating in plastic skates over when they've gone to carbon skates. I've heard them described as twitchy by Aldelega, and that is still probably one of the best ex explanations, exclamations, explanations I've heard about carbon skates. They feel twitchy. They feel, and it sounds weird, but they're too responsive. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that's about. But there's just something there. So uh, this, and this is a winter opinion. So especially in the winter when you put your skates on, it's hard to connect with them completely. So you're, instead of your feet forming with them, the the relationship is you know it's rocky it's not it's not it's not fully gelling yet your skates your foot will tell you things about the skate that probably aren't the not true um so i've tried carbon skates i think four times or five times and i really like them for long distance skating so long strides long glides um and I really like carbon fiber in the heel, but I don't like it underneath my foot still. We'll see though. We will see. Because, um, yeah, I got, I have those SX skates that they're, they're the CJ boot. And they're probably the closest I felt in a good way to ice hockey skates in terms of speed and responsiveness. Um, they're... They're like the best skates I've ever tried for if you were to do like the concrete version of that Red Bull crashed ice course or if you just skated park and wanted to just fucking boost and go full speed, um, they feel like they're amazing for that. But for my strange uh, I don't impressionistic I don't even know what the hell to call my skating but they're I think they're for a very specific style of skating they're like the ultimate park and uh, obstacle course skate which is interesting because I didn't even realize they're called the SX as in skate cross and they're perfect for that so I'm gonna try and skate these skates for the rest of the next video, but I'm still loving um, the 
FR boot with the sole plate and the rockered frame and the intuition liner. I don't know, they're just so good. But again, this SX skate, the frame is closer to the boot and you can put the CJ sole plate on them. So they could just be like the most dangerous weapon once the sole plate's on and that the carbon's more broken in. Because really you're not going to break in carbon skates in the winter. It's pretty much impossible. So we'll see. Um, we will see. It's a weird thing, hey? Carbon skates. I swear there's like, there hasn't been a, an open discussion on people who really prefer them and people who don't prefer them. Because you see, there are pros that, pros, oh my god, what a dumb word. There are people who transfer to them, and you can tell that they're not sure either, that they're into the way they feel for certain things, but that that they want to skate them longer and maybe break them in. But, I mean, someone like Richie, who had a carbon-free boot, you can see that he's more comfortable in the carbon-free boot. Who knows? I would love to talk to him about it on the podcast. Richie, let's do it. Sorry I missed the last one. Um... Uh, the last thing I want to say is that um, I catch myself skating on um, on slidey floors in my socks, and I'm 31 years old. I caught myself doing it last night when I was getting up to go to the fridge. There, the floors were slippery, and I, without even thinking about it, I just I skate. I skate on floors with my socks. I, I to the point that. If there was a skate comfortable enough, um, or, ah, no, I don't think I would get the operation done where I could have wheels constantly attached to my feet, but I, I'd be open to it, maybe. I'm that crazy. But I, lo- I love the feeling of skating so much that I subconsciously skate in my socks. And I don't know if that's maybe just a little kid thing that transferred over, but I'm 31 and I still do it. And I think that's a good thing. And I think that there are ways to, beyond mind skating, to still skate in the winter. And that's one of them. So thank you for listening. I felt like I talked a lot, mate. Anyways. believe you can fly and get ready for me to keep posting uh, the Richie Eisler edit probably